All right, so inflation rate is going up. The Bank of Canada's interest rates are going up. What do you need to know and what could you do? This is what we'll be talking about in this two-part series. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to thrive and be an agent of transformation in your family in your community, and in your city. I'm Bull Kire, your host, and you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or by going on the website thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And on that website, you can also ask me questions you have directly so that I can see how best I can be of service to you. So again, that was thrive1110.ca. So today and um, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about inflation and interest rates. If you're in Canada, if you're basically, if you're in North America or even pretty much everywhere in the world, you can see that inflation is going up and uh, accordingly, interest rates are also going up. But um, I want really to uh, simplify this uh, and tell you what really you need to know about inflation and interest rates in this two-part series so that you can uh, be equipped to do the best thing for yourself. And um, as I start this, it's important because it affects everybody. It impacts everybody what's going on in the economy. And, uh, and let me preface this by saying I'm not an economist. I'm just someone, someone who, is, uh, who has an interest for economy. And even though I do financial advice, yes, I also lean into the economy. And, um, and with uh, good common sense and direction of Holy Spirit, um, I, take, um, I, I take what I can take from what's going on and then share it with you so you can do the best thing for yourself. So inflation and interest rates. And as we start this, it's important for me to come back with the concept of inflation and, and tell you what that is. Uh, you probably know you have a sense intuitively um, about what inflation means. But uh, simply put, my definition would be that it measures how much more or how much less it costs it costs you to buy the same things year over year. So that's that would be a common definition uh, that I can come up with um, as it pertains to inflation. So it, it, it helps measure um, year over year or month over month how much it costs you to buy the same things. That's all. And the most common measure of inflation in Canada and in North America in general would be uh, what is called the CPI. And that's the consumer price index. And you can actually go on to Google and tap and tape, um, sorry, and type CPI uh, StatsCan, and you'll you'll land on um, Statistics Canada's page and have pretty good information regarding CPI and the historic numbers regarding inflation, etc. Uh, very easy to access, and at the same time, you can find a whole other. Um, a range of information that you can find useful for yourself. 
So CPI is the most common measure uh, of inflation um, in, uh, in Canada, in North America in general. And it measures the movements, so, so the variation of the price of a basket of goods and services. So picture, picture a basket um, and, and in that basket, picture that everything that you consume be it products or services, are put in that basket. And the cost of that basket is measured year after year, month after month. And uh, it's the same It's the same products, it's the same services, and it really measures the variation. Is, it, is the cost going up or is the cost going down? And um, the last number that we have for Canada for inflation uh, came up uh, a few days ago. Um, uh, is 8.1%. 8, 8.1%. So the increase of the price of this basket of goods and services year over year, so uh, from um, June 2021 to June 2022 is 8.1%. And um, so that's the common measure of, infl of inflation. And this has been going up uh, we started seeing this trend going up since last year. And all of that really is following COVID and the uh, massive amounts of monies that were put into circulation. First, to help people really and the economy not to crash uh, immediately at the onset of uh, COVID and the restrictions, etc. But then afterwards, uh, money continued uh, flowing and it kept, uh, it, in, in, it inevitably increased the cost of uh, of this basket of goods and services. Now, when I say it increases the cost of this basket of goods and services, really, the cost of this basket of goods and services is not increasing. And you'd say, Paul, like you just said, it increased, and you even gave us a, a rate of one eight point one percent from June twenty twenty one to June twenty twenty two. Yes, it's true. Uh, but it's not really because the cost of these goods have increased, uh, but it, it has really more to do with the fact that your money can buy less. That's really what it what it is all about. So because your money, the cash that you have is worth less, obviously you need more of it to buy the same things. So it's a difference that I hope you can you can seize, you can grasp. So when we talk about inflation, I'd like you to see it not as the, the actual price of these things going up, but rather that the money you have, the money you are sitting on is being devaluated, which means your buying power is eroding and which means you need more of that cash to buy the same thing. So that's why commonly we say the price of these goods have, have increased, uh, but uh, really it's 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 because your money has been devaluated. This has repercussions, and obviously um, the the central banks, like in our case, the Bank of Canada, they want uh, uh, some level of inflation, but they don't want too much of it because if they're too much, uh, if the inflation is too high. Uh, the consequences on the economy uh, can be really severe. So they try to use the tools in their hands in order to influence 
inflation, in influences inflation rates. And um, actually, um, the Bank of Canada, the target inflation that they have is 2%. So the Bank of Canada um, uh, views a 2% inflation rate as something that is good, something that is desirable, but not really much beyond 3% and not really much below 1% because there are consequences on both sides. When uh, uh, the inflation rate goes high, it means uh, it costs more for people to borrow money. And just a note on that, in the economy, when we talk about the economy and we talk about uh, the economy growing or the economy shrinking, uh, talking about expansion or talking about recession, what is being measured is uh, really, in one sense, the total amount of spending uh, in the country, uh, in a region for a certain time. Uh, so that's what, in a very simplistic way, uh, is the economy. So when the inflation goes high, uh, there are risks for the economy because the key thing we need to know about this economy we're in right now is the vast majority of it is debt. In other words, the vast majority of the spending that is done in this economy that drives this economy forward is based on debt and not actual cash, actual um, um, productivity. It's really based on debt. So it's a debt-fueled economy that we're living in. And when the inflation goes up, what happens is uh, the Bank of Canada raises its interest rates in an attempt to slow down the amount of borrowing that is being done to slow down the amount of cash that is going from one hand to the other. Um, and as that slows down, well, what it does, it, it slows down the economy. And as the economy slows down, that's where we get into things like recessions. On the other hand, when the inflation rate is very low, uh, the Bank of Canada de decreases um, um decreases its interest rates. Why? To stimulate the spending, to stimulate the borrowing. And uh, as they do that, people borrow more, uh, meaning there's more money to spend and the economy goes uh, increasing. And when the economy goes increasing, meaning uh, there's more money, more cash to buy the same amount of goods and services. So the amounts of goods and services has not increased but just the money supply. So whenever the money supply increases, you in inevitably get to a point where inflation rate goes back up. And in order to tame that, then the Bank of Canada will revert back to increasing the interest rates to decrease the money supply, to decrease the amount of money in the economy to try and, bring and cool things off. So, that's what they're trying to do when we when we see these um, interest rates increase. And since the beginning of the year, uh, the Bank of Canada has increased its, its key interest rates by 2.25%. At the beginning of the year, the interest rate of the Bank of Canada was 0.25%. Um, and right now, we are sitting at 2.5%. So in about six months, uh, the interest rates increased by 2.25%. Now, 
There's a difference between this interest rate set by the Bank of Canada and the interest rates that you'd see at your bank when you go for a loan or when you negotiate your mortgage or lines of credits, etc. So the, the interest rate that the Bank of Canada sets is really the, the base interest rate, the key interest rate, the guideline. And it's at that rate that the banks themselves will transact with each other. So um, the banks themselves, they loan money to each other. They lend money from uh, to each other. And uh, the interest rates they would use uh, um, are these inter- this interest rate from the Bank of Canada, the 2.5% uh, as of today. But then the banks, in turn, they because they have to make profits and this and that, they increase, they add kind of a premium to, to that interest rate set by the Bank of Canada. And that interest rate um, uh, is called the prime. So when you go to a bank and you want to have a loan or you are renegotiating your mortgage, etc., you're going to hear this term, uh, prime, the prime rate. So the prime rate will move higher when the, the, the interest rate of the Bank of Canada moves higher and the prime rate will generally go lower when the interest rate of the Bank of Canada goes lower. And for all of you who are uh, who have variable interest rates on your loans, mortgages, lines of credit, the prime rate increasing or decreasing will definitely have an impact on you. And uh, as of today, obviously, we are in a trend of increases. So uh, um, if you have a variable rate on your loans, lines of credit, mortgages, you are impacted and, and you've already started seeing those impacts because your interest rates uh, for these uh, debt products have increased. Now, your payments may may have remained the same, which means it'll take you a longer time to pay off that debt because more of your payments are going towards interests instead of going towards repaying the amount that you actually borrowed. Or maybe your actual payments have increased uh, so that um, you still end up paying off your debt in the same time frame as originally planned. And um, that is called the amortization, by the way. The, the time that it'll take you to pay off the debt entirely, it's called your amortization time. And, uh, and um, generally, when you go see a bank, um, especially for a mortgage, you have terms. And terms are different from the amortization times. Terms are really the duration of a contract you have with the bank for the specific loan you have. And at the end of the term, you can, you are free to leave the bank without any penalty or anything like that, or you are free to renegotiate another term. Uh, um, so yeah, there's a difference between amortizations and terms. I don't want to get into that too much here. Uh, for that, I would invite you to uh, talk to uh, Dave and Reb for more than enough, and you can he- listen to their show, uh, Let's Talk Money, on, on, on uh, CHRI, the same station, on Fridays at 9 a.m. So coming back to this topic of inflation and interest rates, uh, I told you that the Bank of Canada would use uh, uh, their tool, uh, their powers to raise uh, the interest rates or lower them, lower them, 
in order to influence inflation. And uh, when inflation is getting higher, the Bank of Canada will most likely increase the interest rates like we're seeing now in order to cool things off a bit. We've seen um, the prices of home, the prices of food, the prices of energy, many things. Many factors can influence uh, inflation. But uh, the biggest factor, I would say, is the money supply. And in order to influence the money supply, which is mostly debt in our economy, the Bank of Canada plays with the interest rates and rises, raises them in order to decrease the money supply or lowers it in order to increase the money supply. So I hope I haven't lost you. I haven't confused you. And uh, we're going to get to what I want you to know in terms of um, um, actionable things, actionable items uh, shortly. But uh, I believe it was important just for me to put this into context for you. And just a little thing that is just fun to know. The Bank of Canada doesn't really rely on the CPI as much as we uh, consumers rely on the CPI to know what our inflation rate is. Like I said, the infl in CPI stands for Consumer Price Index. And uh, the latest number we have is 8.1%. So that's uh, how much the, price, the basket of, um, of uh, goods and services has increased, has changed from uh, June 2021 to June 2022. And uh, the Bank of Canada actually weeds out of the CPI things that they consider to be too volatile or unreliable, sometimes like the price of food and the price of energy, things that can be uh, really subject to uh, uh, uncontrollable circumstances. So they try to weed out these things that they consider maybe to be a noise to really see what the core inflation is for things that are more stable, etc. So in order to determine uh, how and when and by how much they'll raise or decrease the interest rates, the Bank of Canada doesn't really focus much on CPI, but rather more on what they call the core CPI, which is the CPI uh, that is that has been purged or cleaned um, from some elements like food and energy products that are very volatile. Uh, so that was just a little good to know, a little did you know type of uh, segment here. But anyway, right now, the rate of the Bank of Canada is 2.5%. And uh, the prime rate at your bank is most likely 4.7%. Like I said, that impacts your loans, your lines of credits, etc. So let's go to our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. I'll start by summing up what I said. Number one, inflation measures the variation uh, of the cost, how much it costs you to buy the same basket of goods and services year over year or month over month. And when inflation increases, it actually means that your buying power has decreased and is eroding because there is money, a lot of money in circulation in the system. And uh, to buy the same things, you will need to bring in, to bring out, to fork out more cash. So your buying power 
is eroding. That's what inflation does. It's not necessarily that the cost of goods and services, the price, sorry, of goods and services has increased, but rather that it, it takes you more cash. You need more cash to buy the same good and service um, because um, inflation is going higher. And a tool that the Bank of Canada is using to regulate, to maintain inflation to its target of 2% is playing with the interest rates, bringing them up or bringing them down. Right now, we are on a trend where it's going up. Currently, that interest rate is at 2.5%. And accordingly, the interest rate of the banks, so the interest rate, the basic interest rate at which the banks lend to consumers is 4.7%. That impacts you if you have a variable rate loan a variable rate line of credit, a variable rate mortgage. And I see you asking, but bold, now do I go with a variable rate a mortgage or loan or do I go with a fixed rate loan or mortgage? And my answer would be it depends. Because truly it depends. I, I don't, I'm not saying it depends because it's, it's an easy answer. Truly it depends on your situation. It depends on what you think will happen with inflation or interest rates down the road over, over your term, for example, the term of your loan or your mortgage. It depends on what your goals are with that loan you're taking. Um, it depends on your cash flow situation. It depends on your level of risk, uh, of, of risk tolerance. So there are a few factors that in order to answer you precisely, I'll need to have a conversation with you so that I can give you a more definite advice or answer. So the answer there is, it depends. Now, what can you do in light of all of that, in light of this uncertainty, rising interest rates, etc.? What can you do? Number one, start by reviewing your spending plan. That's another word for budget. If you don't like the word budget, start by reviewing your spending plan. Go back uh, three months um, and uh, and examine your spending patterns. What are you spending money on? Uh, what is costing you more? Are there things that you could do differently? Could you reallocate your spending? Um, is there a way for you to find cheaper alternatives? Uh, if you are buying, I don't know, uh, if you're buying a, a certain product, food product, can you substitute that by another uh, similar product which is less expensive, etc.? So that is what I call by review your spending plan. And as you review your spending plan, you'll be able to see where you have, um, where you are actually being impacted by the inflation and rising interest rates. As you review your spending plan, you're going to see what happens with your debt pay repayments, what happens with your food bill. Uh, you'll see what exactly is costing you more. Uh, but it takes work to do that. And uh, if you really want to uh, um, get the best out of this uh, and, and survive and even thrive, you would want to review your spending plan. Uh, do that retroactively. So go back the previous three months and examine your spending. So go back and review your, your checking account, your spending, your ca spending categories, and um, also uh, your credit cards. Uh, review those statements and, and uh, make a table with the difference. Yes, it takes work, 
but you will be happy you did. And another thing you can do, maybe starting today, uh, take note of uh, of the spending that you're doing into a spending application. You have plenty of applications, free applications, uh, whether you're using um, Apple or Android, uh, you have applications according uh, to your operating systems that you can simply use. Take note of your spending and uh, so that at the end of two weeks' time, at the end of a month's time, you will have an even better idea of what you're spending money on, what is actually costing you more, etc. and etc. so that you can actually take informed uh, decisions regarding your spending um, and see what you can st- substitute, what you can get rid of, what is not necessary. Um, yeah, especially in terms of uh, grocery, in terms of leisure, in terms of gas, really take a look at these things. And I would even be bold enough to say, if you're really feeling the pain on this and you want to maximize your, sp- optimize your spending plan, I should say optimize uh, your spending plan, maybe instead of just having a food category, you even want to go to the detail of the food items like meat, vegetables, fruits, uh, cereals, uh, oil, etc. So you want to maybe, if you can, break it down so that you have a clearer picture of where you're really seeing increases, where your budget is really being hurt by inflation and make smart decisions accordingly. So number one, review your spending plan. And uh, we are going to continue on the rest of um, the, the action plans you can do in our next episode. But for today, take this This simple action plan, which is review your spending plan. It doesn't matter whether you have more than enough and you're not struggling with your budget. It's just a principle of good stewardship um, and um, even more reasons to do so if you're finding it more tight, if you're finding it tighter. So even more reasons to review your spending plan and and go to the levels of detail you can in order to make smarter decisions, smarter reallocations, um, etc., etc., Go ahead and do it. Yes, you can do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. All right, we're going to end towards the end of um, of our episode today. And like I said, um, I'd invite you to tune in and listen to the next episode where I'll continue giving you practical tips on what you can do Reviewing your spending plan is number one. And I have a few others in the list, um, on the list here that you'll find useful for your situation wherever you are in your life cycle. Maybe you are retired or you're getting ready to retire or maybe you're just a young family starting, single, not married. It will all apply even for your business. This all applies to your business. And by the way, uh, um, for your business, in order to review your spending for your business, for your operations, maybe you need a CFO. I don't know if you have a CFO, um, a chief financial officer or a chief of finance or a director of finance to help make sense of these numbers you have in your business. I think that can be very useful to you as a business or as a ministry. If your accountant can do that, that's great. Um, But most of the accountants I know don't do that. Um, but you can certainly uh, find a CFO 
uh, maybe even a virtual CFO that can help you with making sense, telling you the story that those numbers are telling you over the past uh, month and actually in real time so that you can also make smart, informed decisions for your business, for your ministry. Review your spending plan. applies to both the personal and the business side of things. So you've been listening to Thrive 1110. I'm Bull Kerry, your host, and uh, I hope to have you again next week as we continue in this series about inflation and interest rates. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.